Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode four of the Millennial Effect podcast. I'm your host, Nikki. And I'm your co-host, BR, and today we're flying solo. Yeah, today we didn't we didn't plan on having any guests. We just wanted to do a sit down, just the two of us. We do have some great stories lined up for you guys. We definitely have some interesting stories. Uh, we'll be talking about mistreatment in the workplace. Yeah, this is that's I guess that's what we're gonna focus our episode on today. Just mistreatment in the workplace. We've both worked in so many different industries and different places we've worked different jobs and positions within those places and all of that and we understand that no workplace is ever going to be perfect but i feel like workplace mistreatment is never okay no not at all and like i just said there's never going to be a perfect place to work at but there has to be boundaries and people need to know how to act you know yeah definitely i'm I've gone through so many times where I actually don't feel comfortable in the workplace. I mean, there's one thing to tolerate it, and then it's actually, it gets to the point where you can't even tolerate it anymore, and it's, it's you know, time to leave. So, I mean, that's stuff I've gone through. Yeah, and I feel like you you and I are very different in that sense. You, to- you can tolerate a lot of stuff yeah. versus me. I'm super short-fused, and I will go off. Like, I, I personally don't care. I just, I don't like being stepped all over and I don't like when my kindness is taken advantage of. So that's like the difference between you and me. That's what I love about you though. I mean, I'm like, you know me, I'm the complete opposite. I keep my mouth shut. I kind of just deal with things on my own. I bottle my emotions and yeah, (laughs) don't really fight back, especially when it comes to work. So yeah, I feel like I feel like at work, you're just like an okay man. And even though I'm like a yes sir person, yes ma'am person, I just, I can tell the difference when someone's taking advantage of me and what I'm doing. And you're, I feel like you overthink things so much that you always go to like worst case scenario. Yeah. And that's why you just are so complacent with everything that you do. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you put up with so much at your last job. I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown of his last job. We actually moved away, an, an hour and a half away from where we lived for four years for his job. We thought that this was going to be amazing. Everyone, when they interviewed him, was so nice. They, I mean, it was, I mean, it was amazing, and it was a, a great opportunity and a great stepping stone for me. It was in the automotive marketing industry, so I basically wasn't. I was the whole marketing department for this automotive company and I learned a lot of things but I definitely got stepped on and used for my knowledge and I I mean what you you knew so much already going in and I feel like the the town or the city or whatever you want to call it that we moved to was kind of still so far behind in times like technologically extremely far behind that these people you came in from a much bigger city and you i mean you're a well-educated person so i feel like these people automatically thought like oh yeah we can use them for pretty much everything we want and you always said yes i did i did i always said yes and i always would work overtime i'd put in extra hours i would you know i whatever they they wanted me to do i would do and i'd figure out how to do it and i kind of think of it as a good thing 
in a sense because I've learned a lot of things from from working in these companies but it's it got to the point where I, I said enough was enough and you know I just had to move on yeah and I'll never forget this uh, we spent one Christmas up there where we lived and that was the only Christmas that we spent in our particular jobs up there and everything and it's around like bonus time and you came home to open your bonus and please tell our audience what that bonus was mind you he was like the director of marketing he was taking care of eight dealerships huge dealerships too and he was doing literally everything that has to do with marketing and advertising and like he was the one person doing everything and like i'm i'm not the type of person where i ever expect anything from anyone much less like a bonus at work of course that you receive it with open arms but it's not something that you you expect you know or you don't you don't demand those things but when someone says a bonus you expect like a little something you know like a little boost but tell them about your bonus i mean honestly it wasn't so much about the money that really got to me it was the generic letter that they sent to me it was not even addressed to me it was just you know generic we appreciate you working with our company you're part of our family blah 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 it was so fake and it was almost like wow they really don't appreciate the the work that i i put in at this company or the amount of time that i spend trying to improve their dealerships to make them more money and i mean like i said i mean it's not really about the money honestly no no and, and that's not at all what i was saying yeah um because again it's not about the money it's not bonuses are not something that you expect i mean of course if they come in that's great but i mean don't don't give out a quote-unquote bonus if it's really just going to be a slap in the face to the employee because it it, it didn't mean anything it meant absolutely nothing like I've... I didn't feel appreciated. and That's you, the thing. Like, you, bonuses are meant to, like, show your appreciation to your employees. And this was the complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even work for that company, and I felt insulted, you know? And it, it was... I was on the completely opposite side of that scenario at that bonus time, you know? Yeah. Because my employer at that time... Like, mind you, I had a horrible experience working there, too. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But I was on the completely opposite side of the spectrum because my my employer not only went out of his way to buy me a Christmas card. You know, he filled it out. He actually like wrote in there things that really stood out to him that I did for his company. And he gave me a, a, a nice bonus, you know, like it's Christmas time and everything. It was a nice bonus. It was a really nice Christmas card. He didn't have to go out and buy a Christmas card. He didn't have to like actually hand write stuff in there. But that's that's like the difference between the two places yeah. where one cared and the other one didn't. That actually almost, I mean, kind of reminded me. I mean, I was hospitalized at one point during that Oh my time, God, yes. And he hand wrote the card to you, you know, Merry Christmas, blah, blah, blah. I didn't receive a single text, single call, single nothing from my company when I was in the hospital. The only call that came in, I actually took that call, was to find out when he would be returning to work. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, he had a collapsed lung. I was in the hospital for the for, first time. It was it was about a week, I would yeah, say. Yeah, that you week. were like hooked up to stuff. Yeah, and then the second time it happened twice. I went through the whole thing. I actually got surgery. I, you know, got staples or whatever's 
yeah, everything I don't was even know. fixed. I, I don't know. Basically, I went through the surgery and I go back to work, and it was like I didn't even leave. I mean, no one even cared. Yeah. And and I'm not joking. The only phone call because the first time around I wasn't there for it. The second time around, I was there for it, and I was the one that pick, that picked up the call. And it was his boss just wanting to know when he would be returning to work. And I was like, holy moly, these people don't care. No, they, they didn't care. But No, like their employees to them were just another number. Yeah. You know, just someone else to fill up that office. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's, it's, it's not right. No. You know, and I don't know if that really qualifies under, under like workplace mistreatment. But it in my eyes, it's just, it's not it is, okay. It is though, because I mean... Even if it wasn't marketing related related um, stuff, I would I would be as like if something happened with someone's computer, oh call him because he understands computers, or call him he understands cameras he understands this. So I mean, like every single thing, techno technology related, I would be called in for, and I would be taken away from my work. And I'm sure people can relate to this when. When you're creative and you you have a workflow going for you, you hate to be taken away from that. And it was constantly me getting taken away from that because people had to ask me questions, you know, tech related. Yeah. And another thing, I mean, I I feel like I keep talking for you in these things, but I was like an outsider looking in. Yeah. And I saw things that maybe you didn't see. Mm -hmm. And your boss, I I really wish I could like name drop right now, but (laughs) your boss, she was so delusional and she... Like she was one of those people that sh- that they're like know-it-alls and she acted like she knew everything mind you she before she became his boss she was managing a department that had absolutely nothing to do with marketing and she always found a way to like belittle you yeah. you know and that yeah. that really rubbed me the wrong way mm-hmm. i don't know if it's because i'm so protective of you and i don't like when people like hurt you or whatever but it really did rub me the wrong way. The way that she spoke to you, like she knew more than you did. When in reality, you pretty much were the only person there that actually knew anything about this. Because keep in mind, guys, they used to outsource a marketing agency to do everything. So when he came in, they cut all of the ties with the marketing agency and they allocated that budget to him. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I I was, I was the only one. So that's essentially why I was mistreated there. But in another scenario, I was actually mistreated at my current job. So, Oh my gosh, this story is crazy. Just just hold on for it. I just... I don't even know. How would you even start that off? Don't even give them like a rundown of exactly what it is that you do. Just tell them what happened that day. Okay, well, basically, I same thing working in marketing and also automotive marketing. So one of the dealerships that I was working for, they had some cars that I needed to take photos of because I also, I do content creation also. So I was, you know, creating some content for this specific car. So the used car manager at this dealership was in a pretty bad mood to begin with. He always was in a bad mood, always mistreating me, just making me feel down. You know, he would he would never hand me keys. He would throw the keys at, not throw, like just throw them on the like table. Like toss in front them. Of, yeah. Or if I needed to, let's say I wanted to take photos of a car at a specific location and I needed a license plate. He would just throw the license plate on the counter or the table, whatever. So this one time he, 
we got into an argument basically he was saying something about i i wasn't creating the content that i was creating wasn't showing up online at the time that i said it was and i was and these each dealership kind of counts as like an account Mm -hmm. in a regular marketing agency so so the accounts for your job are basically dealerships yeah so just keep that in mind you guys because that kind of plays a role in all of this yeah so he basically said that what i was supposed to be doing wasn't being done and i had proof to show him that it it was done and it wasn't on my end it was actually on their end so that kind of made him mad and he's like well i i hate you millennials with your stupid technology and you're always thinking you're better than us and blah 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 he just went on and on and on and he kept throwing the word millennial 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 and that's when i was like you know what i really would appreciate it if you didn't talk to me that way and at that point he's like you know what i don't want you here anymore you're not allowed to work at this dealership anymore and i gave him the keys back and left and he called my boss <laughs> and my boss actually believe it or not kind of stood up for me well he was on my side he understood but Basically, I got a slap on the wrist and I was not allowed to ever do that again. But it felt good to actually stand up for myself for once. But the thing is that that guy had a track record with your company. He did. He multiple, multiple people have worked that account and multiple people have gone through the same thing where they they just kind of blew up on this guy and they were like, you know what? Screw you. I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah. So I feel like in in a sense, your boss already kind of knew the, he the, the yeah, he did. past he did and so, he actually he warned me before i i started working there that it's a tough place to work because there has been mistreatment and you have to kind of have thick skin in dealerships in general you have to have thick skin because there's there's basically no holding back at dealerships the things that i see you know behind closed doors where there's no customers it's it's kind of messed up the things that you see in dealerships yeah, and you working the automotive industry, I feel like I've learned so much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that could be a whole episode on its own. I mean, it probably has nothing to do with millennials, but car dealerships are the sneakiest, oh, shadiest industry I have ever seen in my entire life. They used to take, you know, these tragic scenarios and, and use them as a quote fundraiser to like they would do like car events and yeah for pr purposes for pr purposes and the whole goal was to have these car shows or whatever at these dealerships they would collect donations and try to sell cars to these people while they were basically grieving over something that happened you know yeah that was so messed up like i don't even want to really get into it because I don't want to it's, get into it because it's, it's so wrong and it i i feel like if someone from up there is listening they, they would they definitely would know. know yeah but just know that car dealerships are never what they seem. No. Whatsoever. And also, the price that they tell you is the lowest price is not the lowest price. So just, just keep throwing that, that out there in case you need a new car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I, I feel like you've gone through a lot. And I always thought maybe it was the industry that you're working at. But yeah. now, like, looking back on all of this, you worked with a different generation. Because if you, if you pay attention at car dealerships and stuff like that a lot of these employees there are an older generation they have a different way of doing things so i feel this is just how i feel like i of course i can't speak for everyone and i can't i'm I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth but i feel like 
these older generations that work at these dealerships that have been working the automotive industry for many, many years feel kind of intimidated mm-hmm. when they see the younger generation yeah. coming in. Yeah. And that, I mean, that with my previous experience that, that just happens, that's a hundred percent what he felt. And you could kind of tell that he, he was almost towards the end of his career and he didn't want to be replaced by someone younger than him basically. And I, I think that's where a lot of his anger came from. But yeah, like you said, I mean, the finance managers, used car managers, new car managers, general manager, all of them are, they're older, much older than us. So yeah, yeah. And, and I just feel like that's kind of what, even for me, like that's something that I have experienced too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll start getting into kind of my experience with mistreatment at the workplace, just kind of piggybacking over, uh, off of what we were just talking about, the older generation. So I want to talk about a, per, a workplace in particular where it, it was also in the same town or whatever you want to call it. I don't even know if it's a city or a town. I, I have uh, no clue. Uh, but <laughs> that's really stupid of me. No, it's a city technically. But. Okay, well, okay. This city that we worked in, again, like we mentioned earlier, they were far behind times. There, I am telling you, there were no job openings up there. Mm-hmm. It was so hard for me to get a job, period. There Not were, even in my yeah, industry. Yeah, there were no marketing agencies there. And that's why I went straight to automotive marketing because... I that kind was of, an easy yeah, thing. Yeah, I kind of pitched the idea to them and they loved it. And that was that. Was that. That's why I got that job. But as yeah. far as you, I mean... Like as far as me, I, I've always done... I know I've mentioned this in, in other episodes, but I've always been in like social media marketing, digital marketing. That's kind of what I know how to do. So... Going up there, I start looking for jobs and I came to realize that 99% of the jobs available up there had to do with medical stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm like, okay, so if I'm going to be living up here, maybe I should work the front desk at a medical office, you know? But even then they wouldn't hire me because I don't have the experience in that field. So after searching and searching, mind you, I had just gotten laid off from work like a month or so before we moved. So... I'm searching and I'm searching and I'm searching and finally I come across this job opening that is for a social media manager for a jewelry store mm-hmm. and I'm like okay this could be kind of cool I, I definitely I know jewelry like I, we had just gotten engaged too so I kind of had started to learn about diamonds and jewelry and stuff like that more in depth than what I already knew so I was like okay this could be kind of cool but I kind of put it on the back burner because I was like, I don't really know if I want to go into an industry that I don't know and I have to go and do so much for them. And keep in mind, this was like an in-person uh, job. I had just gotten out of working from home for the past year and a half. So to me, it was like, okay, let me just keep searching to see if there's anything else or if there if I can get anything remote. And after searching, this this particular job kept popping up, kept popping up, kept popping up. So I was like, you know what? Let me just apply for it. I immediately got a call from them that they wanted to interview me. This was like, um, this was a family owned business. So it was very small. So of course, when I went to interview, I had a lot more knowledge than they did. The owner is an older man. The store manager is an older woman. The One of the sales associates, older woman. And the, like I said, it's a family owned business. So the daughter worked for him. So his idea in his head is like, okay, when I retire, I'm leaving my business to my daughter. 
And I was like, oh, cute, you know, like a family-owned business. Thing, yeah. yeah, I was like, great. They must be super tight. Awesome. So I interview, of course, I get the job. I start working for them. And I always felt like I, it's going to make it more sense as I go through. But when I first started working there, I always felt like the daughter didn't really like me from the very beginning. You know, the daughter... I guess she could kind of qualify as a millennial. She's like the end end of the spectrum in millennials. Like she's an older millennial. Um, so she she never made me feel like super welcome. Versus the dad, I guess I reminded him of his youngest daughter. Yeah. So he was like always super nice to me. But he was at the point in his life and his career where he didn't want to really be involved with anything. So anything that involved me and social media and their website and anything got kind of delegated to the daughter and to the store manager, which keep in mind, the store manager is 70 years old. She has no clue about websites and social media. And and I'm not like, yeah, I'm not being the mean. Daughter, though. The daughter doesn't either. I mean, she. Yeah. Well, she, that's, that's, that's part, part of the story. On, yeah. yeah. But I'm just keep in mind. I'm not, I'm not, this is not like ageism or anything. I'm just saying she's in her seventies and she straight up says, I have no clue how to work a computer. You know, like I can barely turn it on. So, Everything got delegated from the dad, which is the store owner, to either the daughter or the store manager. And I, I didn't really like that because it's playing telephone, you know? Mm-hmm. The messages get lost from person to person. So whatever. Um, as I I was going th- through my work, whatever, I was there from August, December rolls around, Christmas is coming up. And as soon as we started decorating for Christmas, I noticed kind of like a shift in the daughter's attitude. Mm-hmm. And she started getting, I don't know if it was like salty. I don't know what it was, but she had, she took on this really bad attitude and I'm very perceptive of other people's vibes. Like I pick up on those vibes and if you're in a bad mood around me, you're going to end up putting me in a bad mood, even though it has absolutely nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. It. You, you know what I mean. I, I know what like, you, mean. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I always try to not let other people's moods affect me. But at the end of the day, it happens. So she's kind of, she's miserable. You know, she's like stomping around. She's being not the nicest. And this was the first Christmas in a very, very, very long time that I was not allowed to go home. My my job did not allow me to go home. And for you for you guys out there that don't, personally know me my family's in Costa Rica so I I only get to see them every so often and Christmas to me is like a sacred thing you know it's my time with my family I'm away from my family enough as it is Mm -hmm. and I don't know Christmas has always been my favorite holiday to begin with but having to spend it away from my family that I don't see often was hard enough as it was and you have to keep in mind, this girl just made everyone's life miserable while while we were going through, like, the holidays. So they kept telling me, like, no, you can't go home because of the holiday rush, the rush, the rush, the rush. Keep in mind, it's almost been two years. I'm still waiting for that rush to come because I never saw it. And also you know? keep in mind how many people actually lived up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And how many people actually have the money to go in and buy jewelry this expensive you know this was a a a high-end jewelry jewelry store it's not like um silver and stuff like that that's going to be cheaper this is high-end jewelry diamonds rubies very high-end stuff you know so 
the economy has changed a lot. And I'm not talking about with the coronavirus thing now. I'm just talking in general. The economy has changed. Not everyone can afford this stuff. This area is not Boca, where everyone has money, you know? This area is more of like a middle class, upper middle class, blue collar. They call it a sleeping town because people just sleep in that town and then they commute to to their jobs. And most of these jobs involved um, orange farming and well just medical, farming in yeah. general farming and, and med- like you said farming medical and the automotive yeah. the, that's pretty that's much it. it so anyway I'm, I'm getting distracted but she made everyone's life miserable she the way that she would speak to people when she needed something was disgusting you know and she spoke down to everyone during this time and she straight up told us don't buy me anything for christmas because I'm not going to buy any anyone anything. Mind you, I, I don't really care about getting stuff. I'm, I'm not... That's not what Christmas that's, is about. Exactly. That's not, not that's what Christmas not is we about. That's not how we were raised. And I'm the type of person... I'm a giver. You know, it makes me so happy to see people receive things from me. And I get so awkward when, when people give me stuff, you know. So it, that's not what it was. But she straight up came up to us. She had like a full-on meeting telling us that she's not going to accept any gifts because she's not getting anything for anyone so christmas rolls around we're all exchanging gifts i did buy her something to see if she was accepting gifts from other people so this other lady that worked with us she's like over the top gifter i i love her she's She's, so nice she's amazing but she gives her this gift it was just okay no not even a gift she got her a christmas card and she got this girl's son um, a candy cane filled with Hershey Kisses. You know, it was like, it was not a was, gift. You know, yeah. it was just like candy and a, and a card. This girl opens the card, reads it, and gives it back to her. And she said, I, I told you I didn't want to get anything. So that, first of all, that, that broke yeah. my heart. And that put me in an even saltier mood to begin with. And so I was like, you know what? She's not getting anything from me because she's not going to treat me this way when I'm just trying to do something nice. Yeah. So that was one of the major problems, you know, and after December, I was pretty much done with working there, whether we moved away from that city or we stayed. I, I just I, I I just didn't have it in me to continue putting my energy and my time into something that I, that was not making me grow, you know. So then I, I look back on it and she has no patience for anyone, much less the older people that work basically for her. She just, she talks down to everyone and it's just not nice, you know? And I feel like everyone there had like an attitude problem. So that, that, that's how I kind of relate to the mistreatment. Um, so then when I moved away, I gave them my, my two week notice. I moved back to my city. I told them because I was running their website, all of their social media accounts. I was basically anything that had to do with digital stuff. That was my responsibility. I mean, you were doing their content too. Literally everything. Everything. You spent another situation where you spent more time than you should have been spending and you weren't getting paid for it. And Yeah. And my, I, like I was making nothing here. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, it just blows my mind how I, I, I was so broke during that time. Like I barely had enough money to pay my bills and have a little bit of extra spending money for, I don't know, like shampoo and stuff. You know, I was making very, very, very little money Mm -hmm. and I didn't always feel appreciated for all of the work that I was doing because I was even working for them outside of my time, 
Yeah. Like outside of of me being quote unquote clocked in because I didn't really clock in, but it, I don't know. I just felt like super underappreciated. So when I gave my two weeks notice, I told them I was like, "Look, you guys have been like my family up here, and I would love to continue keeping up with your website, your social media accounts from home, and we can work it out to where I can drive up here if you need me to take photos of new." Um, new merchandise that's coming in or whatever like we can come up with an arrangement where I can drive up here once a week once a month once every two weeks whatever you need we can work it out I'll keep running all of this stuff for you and I'll keep the same pay rate that you that you have me at I didn't even tell them like I want to charge you more because that's all I'm going to be doing so they flat out told me no that the daughter and the store manager would be running these things themselves and just no, 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 no. I really, really wish that we could show them what they created, though. That would. Be, oh, my gosh. That would be that, the best thing ever. I wish. I, I wish we could. Mind but. you, I had made them the most beautiful website to sell their stuff online. It, it was gorgeous. Yeah. Honestly, I spent yeah. months building this website, making it perfect, making it, like, current. Because they used to have a, a website that was so out. It, it literally looked from 2001. It, it had nothing on there. It was disgusting. Sorry. But I made this beautiful e-commerce store. I hooked it up. I did all of their social media. They were getting tons of customers coming into the store saying like, oh, I saw X thing on your Instagram account. Do you have it? Can I buy it? Whatever. I brought them so much money mm-hmm. through social media, yeah. through all the digital outlets that they, the fact that they said no to me to do this from home blew my mind. But I was like, you know what? Whatever. Like I turned everything over to them. I gave them all the passwords. I I sat down and I basically wrote like a Bible for his daughter to know how to do everything on the website. You know, and I was like, I feel like I'm thorough enough with this for her to understand how this is done for you guys to keep the website the way it is. Mm-hmm. So long story short, obviously that didn't happen. Fast forward to, I think it was either August or September of 2019 that the daughter reaches out to me because I had been doing stuff for them for free. Anytime they would call me, they're like, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this? How do I do that? I would just do it for them for free because I'm a nice person, you know? So fast forward to September, she calls me. She's like, hey, can you come up here? Can we meet? There's some stuff I want to go over. I'm like, sure, great. Mind you, at this time, I didn't have a job I was going through a lot of stuff and I I want to make an episode about mm-hmm. all of this yeah. um but I was going through a lot so I didn't have a job and I was like in my in the back of my head I was like praying that the reason why she was calling me was so that I could work from home for them so great I meet with her that's exactly what she wants she tells me come up next week to meet with my dad give him a proposal of what you can do for us how much you're going to charge us this this and that mind you I cut my rate in half for them just because I wanted him to agree to have me do this. So I start doing it. Everything is great. She had, she completely messed up the website. It looked horrible. I had to go back in there, like spruce it back up, make it beautiful again. And, um, add all of this inventory that hadn't been added to it for months. It was, I'm telling you it was pages pages and pages and pages and pages of inventory. I think 
by the time I was done uploading inventory, I think I had added like 5,000 new pieces to the website. It was something insane like that, but it took me months to do. So at the beginning, it was great because I was just working independently. I didn't have people micromanaging me, telling me what to do. I was doing everything. Everything was great. And then something kind of like shifted as of, I'm going to say kind of December, January, even like getting... same time. Roughly yeah. the same time as... As, as last, last year. year. As, as the year before that. Yeah. So something kind of shifted and she starts getting nasty again. So fast forward even more to kind of February, March. No, let's say February. They kept asking me to make graphics for this and make a graphic for that and make a graphic for this and for that. Mind you, I had not included in my rate graphic design because I've had clients. I, I did do freelance for other people And my clients would pay me extra for anything outside of the proposal that I had already given them. But I always said like these people, like the dad always treated me like family. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it for the dad. I'm going to do it for the dad. But, and that was always my excuse, Mm -hmm. you know? And she kept asking me for more and asking like anything that she could take, she would. And I was stupid enough to allow that to happen. So I, one day I was like, I can't do this anymore. I am not going to continue doing this for free because so I to put a little to give you a little bit more context about what threw me off the edge to start charging them for stuff was an email that she sent me. And I I will actually read you word for word what she emailed me. Like if you guys want DM me, I will send you the email. But the email goes like this. I need this ad done recreated the same way if that's at all possible we like it the way it is okay first off there is no opening to that email i had not spoken to her in days there's no hey nikki i need you to please do this this and this for me no i need this done at this ad done recreated the same exact way then she goes on to like list everything that needs to be done i'm not even going to like read it to you because it's just like the word batteries the expiration date this this and that and then she after she lists what she needs, she goes, and then do the same for the customer appreciation one. Okay. Still giving me, like, demanding stuff. Then, this is an ad that we will use throughout the year. So make sure you can always go back to it so you can change the date. There's no please. There's, uh, okay, that's the end of the email. That, there's that, there's not even, uh, she didn't even say who it was from or anything. It's just just I mean, nothing, nothing. There's no please. There's no thank you. It's just demand, 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 demand. The thing that really obsessed me is the first sentence is I need this ad done. And th- there's no, hey, there's no hello, hi. There's are? no, can you do nothing. this? Can you please do this for us? Nothing. It's just, it's so rude. Like, I don't mind doing things for people. I'm a very nice person. Like, I will help you whenever I can. But when you start demanding things and taking advantage of my... Yeah. kindness that's where i pulled the plug you know so i called the dad this threw me off you know like i like i went off mm-hmm. you know so i call the dad i'm like look your daughter did this 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 and this i have to charge you guys for this i i cannot keep doing this for free mind you i had been doing all of their graphics for free plus changes because she never liked the way that i did things the first couple of times she kept going back and going back and going back. And every month I would drive up there and meet with them. And she would give me literally a folder of things, of graphics that she needed needed me to do. And she would ask nicely. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to charge them. Whatever. But 
after she sent me this ad, after they, she sent me this email, um, she, like, I was just like, absolutely not. So I call the dad. I tell him whatever. I text the store manager and I'm like, this, this, and this happened. She was the one that actually told me that this girl kept going around saying that she was going to see how far she could get with me before I started charging them for things. And that's where I was done, mm-hmm. you know? So after that, um, I, I met with them. I was like, look, I'm going to charge you X amount for each graphic. And then after two change, like after two edits that you need me to do, I am going to start charging you for each edit. And the dad said, perfect. That's great works for me, whatever, whatever. So the daughter, I, and I said, I'm not going to charge you for edits. Like if you need me to just change the date, because honestly that's, that's messed up. You know, that's taking advantage of their kindness. These these are like serious, like, like major edits, graphics completely. Yeah, exactly. Everything basically. So then she, she misconstrued those words completely. Cause every time that I'm like, you're already past your two edits. I need to start charging you. She's like, but you didn't, you didn't say that you were going to charge me to change that. You didn't say that you were going to like, she started arguing with me. So back in March, I, we took a trip to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We were there. We were on vacation. She knew that I was going to be on vacation up there, that I had limited internet, that I really wasn't going to be working, that I would be doing stuff for her, but it, it that it wasn't like, my normal pretty much working every day so she asked me to do this ad for them great I do it she sends me an email going I'm not gonna read the whole thing because it's kind of long but I in my head I'm like oh this is so passive aggressive but after you read it after I read it to you guys you're gonna understand so she goes good morning wanted to let you know this is my new email so we can use this one from now on sorry I haven't gotten back to you been busy and then totally forgot Went over this ad with X, the store manager, and we do not, in capitals, like it. It is not what we went over. It's totally different from the original. We want it to look exactly like the original, just change the wording like discussed, and I have the attached and I have attached the sample again. Please call me before starting this new before starting anything new or additional work. If you have any questions or need to go over anything with me, give me a call. Also, anything with the bridal ad. Also checking how it's going with the website. I haven't seen any changes that we went over. Just trying to get an update on everything. Again, no please, no thank you, nothing. So mind you, I woke up to this email and I'm like, I'm hysterical. I'm like, oh my God, she's so rude, whatever. I have my little brother read the email. I'm like, tell me if this is passive aggressive. He reads it. Mind you, he's like a little genius. I love the way he thinks. And he goes, this is not passive aggressive. This is straight up aggressive. And I was like, yeah, 100%. But these were the things that just started to throw me off the edge. And I have so many emails like this. I only picked like two of them to read to you guys because otherwise I would be here for for days. But it's just like, do you not know? Like, did your parents not teach you manners? Like, a please and a thank you goes such a long way for me. Yeah, Yeah. you just want to be appreciated or... or you, you know, you just want to be treated the right way. I mean, if and I'm you're like doing a, a huge thing or going out of the way to do this. I mean, you and you she doing, knew yeah. she knew that I had another full time job, mm-hmm. you know, so she knew that I was busy. So the fact that I'm even going outside of the proposal that I originally gave them for them to like. 
for their graphics, for their ads to make them more money. And she still has the audacity to talk to me like this. I was like, no, absolutely no way that I'm going to keep working with this. So I I just, after a little bit of, of her treating me this way, I was like, you know what? I, I'm in such a good place in my life right now that I really don't need anyone to be ruining my vibe and just mistreating me the way that this girl was. So I, after a lot of these emails and a lot of mistreatment, I texted her dad because her and I did go back and forth a lot about money because she kept wanting me to do things for free. And I kept telling her that I wasn't going to do it for free, Mm -hmm. especially when this whole coronavirus outbreak happened. She was asking for a lot. And I mean, if you guys want to hear about that, I can totally make an episode just on all of these things and about this girl specifically. But this... I, I texted her dad that I needed to speak with him. He, I think he knew because she called me. We got into it. She hung up right after she hung up. I called, I, I texted her dad that I needed to speak with him and he never texted me back. Like I'm still waiting for, yeah. for a text back from him yeah. to this day. And after hours, I called him still no answer. Hours passed, hours passed. She called me at the end of the day and she goes, Um, I think for now with everything that's going on with the coronavirus, we really don't know how we're going to be making money, this, this, and that. So I think we're not going to continue using your services. We met and I don't think we're going to continue using your services for now. And I'm like, oh, that's great because I've actually been trying to get in contact with your dad to tell you that, to tell him that I can't provide my services anymore just for personal reasons. And that was that I, I haven't heard a word from them since. And I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I I'm, think at this point, if they ever contact you again, that no, if they that, ever, if they no. ever contact me again, and one of the employees knows because I, yeah. I do talk to her about this. She knows that I, I, I I'm just this time around. I'm a hundred percent done. Yeah, it's always really bothered me so much, and it, it just made me upset that I could never do anything to, yeah, help you out with this because, you know, you you can't get involved with this and. I don't, yeah, I don't know and that's how reaction. I felt. That's how I felt with your old job and yeah. all of that. And yeah. and I get it, but this, this we just wanted to share kind of like a few short stories. Mine was not so short, yeah. but we just wanted to share a few stories of how we've been mistreated in the workplace, in different cases, different industry, different jobs, different positions. Uh, because I know I, I've had this conversation a lot with several of my friends where they they've mentioned to me that they continue getting mistreated and i just want to like shake them and be like you need to get out of this situation it's not going to get any better Mm -hmm. so if you guys out there are in a situation where you're getting mistreated at the workplace please start looking somewhere else i'm telling you it does not get better unless the person mistreating you leaves and there's a higher chance of you leaving before that person leaves so with that being said I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah, the only thing I just wanted to add was, I mean, things do get better. Don't don't ever let a job drag you down. Don't let it, basically, same thing as the last episode, don't let it affect your mental health because, you know, there is always going to be something better out there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Bye.